G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Hey, you might have heard that sad news, the passing of the great evangelist Reinhard Bonnke on the weekend. He's left a mark as perhaps the most successful campaign soul winner in the history of the whole world. All told, a reported 79 million people made decisions to follow Christ under his gospel outreach campaigns throughout Africa. When we talk about the revival throughout sub-Saharan Africa, the name of Reinhard Bonnke comes to mind as one that God has used to draw the masses. It was not unusual for his campaigns to draw more than a million people to hear him preach the gospel. He was 79 years old when he died on the weekend. He has gone to be with the Lord. Let's get some insights into this great evangelist and his life. Steve Asmar is the Christ for All Nations Oceanic Director, and Steve is joining us. Hi, Steve. Welcome along to 2020. Uh, Hi, Neil. Thank you. Uh, Steve, as I understand it, Reinhardt passed away on the weekend, surrounded by family. His wife, Annie, was there. Uh, uh, What can you give us as some uh, some insights into uh, what you've heard so far as his death on the weekend? Um, yeah, that's correct. His wife and his, his whole family were there with him by this side. And, uh, it was, um, it, 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 it was a very sad moment for the ministry. Um, as a lot of people know that Ryan had reached out on his Facebook page to a lot of the people to pray for him. He, he wasn't in the best of health in the latter years. And, um, it's, it's a very sad moment for the ministry, but, um, the, the family, um, are yet to make a comment on this subject personally from them, so it's not really a, a thing that I'd, I'd like to share about at this point in time, just on the details of the what happened on the weekend or of how he had passed. But I need to say that his family were there with him, um, and they were they were saddened by this moment as well, just like all the rest of the staff and people who who have come to know and love Reinhard Bonnke over the years. Steve, it is a sad day, and uh, recognising that it is a good thing to honour those who've served the Lord in the capacities uh, such as Reinhardt did. Uh, he was yeah. one of the greatest evangelists ever. Uh, no doubt you're uh, telling those stories wherever you are as the Oceanic Director of uh, for sure. Christ for All yeah. Nations, but he was, uh, he was uh, without any doubt, the, one of the greatest evangelists ever. Well, Neil, that goes without saying, but if you were to speak to Reinhardt, he would never say that. He would say, in fact, he used to say quite often, especially in, in a staff meeting or a planning meeting that we were there with him, he would say, uh, you know, just because I hold the microphone, it doesn't make me any better than any one of you. He would say um, that any one of you that work alongside me will get the same reward in heaven for every soul that is saved. And he'd refer to that Bible passage that you know, if you give a prophet a glass of water, you will receive the same reward as that prophet. He never saw himself better than, than, than anybody, anybody he would talk to. He was, he was indeed uh, one of his strongest attributes. He was indeed a humble man. So 
as the one who got the vision and the calling for a blood-washed Africa, I can hear what you're saying is that uh, everyone who helped make that happen, right down to the person who perhaps uh, gave a few dollars uh, into yeah. those campaigns, they were sharing in what was happening on the success on the ground. And, uh, and you know, some of those meetings uh, where uh, there'd be something, you know, as I understand it, one meeting uh, there was something in the vicinity of 1.6 million people That's who right. turned out. I mean, so... In Lagos, Nigeria, correct. Yeah. Very powerful stuff. What is it, yeah. do you think, Steve, that attracted people to Reinhardt? And, uh, you know, he, he would have humbly said, well, it was God drawing them. But uh, what, do you, what do you think about his personality, about his delivery of the gospel message? What was it so attractive about him? Well, th- there's two ways to look at that that question from from an outsider's point of view, and I'd consider myself an, out, an outsider, I would look and I'd watch Reinhardt preach. I've been at these crusades, and I, I've firsthand witnessed the, the multitudes of people who come and get saved. And it's a simple ABCs of the gospel message that he would preach. And he was, like I said, a humble man. Uh, he was humble before God. He was humble before people. But he preached simple messages of the gospel, just like Jesus preached in, he, he preached in parables. Reinhardt would also preach uh, in simple parables, and he made it clear. But um, from looking at it, the, the, most, the most liberating thing was that he came to set the captives free in the messages that he preached. There were people uh, in Africa who, who were living in sickness where they had no way to get any medical help. There were people who were living in poverty. There were people who were living... Uh, you know, in in uh, areas where women were beaten by their husbands, and the message, the simple message of the ABC, came along just like Jesus said, "You know, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly." And when you preach life, it's irresistible. People can't help but want a part of that. And the message that Reinhardt preached was a message of life. It was it was very simple. And this idea that when you preach the gospel, there is a demonstration that God's power. Yes, the gospel happens. And as you say, uh, of those who are in relative poverty and uh, they come to a crusade and there is an opportunity to join in a prayer line, people who would come forward and be prayed for. And uh, these are not just stories uh, no. drawn out of nowhere they're recorded and caught on video and exactly. uh, and people can see yeah. uh, people who are being healed uh, people who are being delivered uh, yeah. from all sorts of demonic uh, experience as well so very very powerful things that are not just stories True. from the past but but demonstrable and caught on video so that people can look and see and make their own judgments about how those things happen look True. when we, when you have someone who has this calling and responds to that and goes and uh, takes the Great Commission seriously. Uh, here's someone who uh, drew attention to the fact that, as you say, he was a humble man but had a rich yeah. prayer life and an understanding yeah. of God's word and was simply a person who acted faithfully to what he was called to do. What are your thoughts about uh, about that calling and about well, uh, his passion? Yeah, Neil, well, the, the calling and the passion was always directed back to Jesus. It was always directed back to God, never to him. He never claimed anything about being a great person. He just said, I'm a humble servant of God. And there was a time uh, I was on a crusade with him. It was in a place called, uh, uh, we were at uh, Yolan, Nigeria. And there was over 400,000 people that got saved in that one night. And the count registered 
salvation decisions because we don't just sort of guess. They, these are registered decisions. And we're having supper after this meeting and walking up the stairs to the room and I was right behind him and he stopped and he turned and he said, I don't know why they come, but I'm glad they do. Mm-hmm. And then he said another interesting thing that stuck in my mind. He said, I pity the evangelist that doesn't have signs and wonders. He said, they'll never make it. And he's not saying that he's great because there are signs and wonders. He's just saying, this is how it happens. One of those gems, I guess, that come from the general. And it stuck in my mind. It's like, this is, he doesn't believe he's anything famous or anything great. He's just one of God's instruments. And he preaches the ABCs of the gospel. And the gospel happens. And the gospel is healing. The gospel is life. The gospel is freedom. And these things happen at Christ for All Nation Crusades. Well, he was 79 when he died on the weekend, and uh, he was, you know, obviously growing older, uh, Mm -hmm. slowing down, and had passed on the reins of uh, Christ for All Nations to a young man, Daniel Kalenda, some years back, and uh, I had a great conversation with Daniel when he'd taken over the reins, but uh, he's someone cut from the same sort of cloth as Reinhard Bonnke, isn't he? So the work will continue. It's not as though everything now stops because uh, the protege uh, or the Elisha uh, who was uh, hanging onto the coattails of the Elijah has come in and is leading Christ for All Nations and the work in Africa continues uh, really powerfully. That's for sure. Yes, it does. And uh, we have a we have a, um, um, a motto that we're, we're looking at right, right now, and it's called the Decade of Double Harvest. We're looking at starting into that next year. And whatever the harvest was in the years gone by, we're believing for a double harvest of that. And Daniel is a practical person, just as Reinhardt is. And anyone who, who knows him or has got to know him, you, you know he is a genuine person. And the Decade of Double Harvest isn't something that we're pulling out of the sky and just saying, oh, whatever it is, let's double it. No, there is a plan behind this, and um, Daniel. One of part of the plan from Daniel is that um, he can only do so much, just as Reinhardt was only able to do so much. But if you train evangelists to do what we do, and you pray with them, and you give them the tools, and you give them the start, and you give them the place to go, and how to preach, and the, and the method to do it, we can have a hundred, two hundred, three hundred Daniel Colenders out there on the crusade ground. And we can support them and we can, we can give them what they need to make this happen. And this is a process that has been happening over the last few years. Uh, it's just uh, next January, I'm, I'm traveling over to, to Orlando to our head office there where we have the uh, School of Evangelism. And every year, this is something that Reinhardt had, in, had um, thought up some years ago. And he'd said that, you know, what's the good of me having all of these tools and then having someone else have to start where I started? I need to give them a toolbox so they can do what I've done. So every year there's about 100 or so evangelists that are uh, hand-selected that come to this school of evangelism and they get one-on-one training in, in our small studio there. When, when I say one-on-one, there is 100 people there, but that's not a lot of people when you've got a lot of um, well-known evangelists who are imparting to these students. And you know, lunchtime is one-on-one stuff. Just You get to sit down beside Daniel Colinda or or Reinhard Bonnke, or Todd White, or whoever it is that's one of the teachers on that day, they're there to impart into your life. So the goal of Christ for All Nations now is not to just continue with Daniel doing what Reinhard had done over the last um, 50 years, but it's to take 
It's to take what we've got and to build on top of that and to multiply it out. And as you say, uh, there's a national office in Orlando in the United States and there are likely to be Christ for All Nations offices in countries around the world. And so what happens is the capacity for Christ for All Nations and reaching out to Africa happens because people in nations like Australia are also part of what is happening there. And so uh, if we talk about your Australian operations just briefly, uh, no doubt uh, this is a busy time for you because you're talking to a lot of people about Reinhardt death, about his passing, about his yes. promotion uh, to the courts of the Lord. But uh, but the Australian operations, they're continuing. The Australian operations are continuing because it's not like the weekend came and Reinhardt passed and then we we're sitting here thinking, what are we going to do now? Reinhardt, in his infinite wisdom and connection with God and, and his, his prayer life with God, started this 10 years or more ago, actually 13 years ago, he started the succession plan of this ministry so that this very thing wouldn't happen. He said, what's the point in everything that I've done if it stops when I die? We need to have a succession plan. And it's a very, very successful succession plan for what he's done. The thing about Christ for All Nations and anybody who's involved in it, whether it's me being the director of Oceania or the United Kingdom or Germany or whatever it is, it's a heavy weight that comes with that responsibility because this ministry is a, a genuine ministry. We genuinely pray for prayer requests. We genuinely reply to letters that people send or emails and their prayer needs that we have. I, I sat yesterday uh, in my office and I replied to countless numbers of emails that people had sent um, in, in, in honor to the ministry about Reinhard Bonnke. I sat down and I replied to every single one of them myself personally as a personal email that I sent to them, because that's just what the ministry is about. We, there are the masses, but we also deal with the one-on-ones as well. Someone once asked Reinhardt, they said, you know, um, why do you count souls that get saved? And he said, because every soul counts. And that's how we view this ministry. That's how we view people. That's how we view partners who, who um, sow into this ministry for what we do. Every person is important. Well, Steve, uh, wonderful to get your insights on a day that we might honour Reinhard Bonnke, who passed away on the weekend peacefully, surrounded by his family, has left an amazing legacy. And the work of Christ for All Nations continues. And uh, there may be those who are listening to our conversation today would love to connect with you and uh, with the ongoing work that's happening. So I'll point to the website, CFAN, which stands for Christ for All Nations, cfan.org.au. No, just go to cfan.org and it will redirect to Australia. Okay. Makes it even easier. Or they can email us on australia at cfan.org.au. Um, Steve. We're, we're happy to talk with people. Um, we're happy to let people know what's going on in the ministry. Um, and we're just blessed to be a blessing. A good place to connect. Steve Asmar is Christ for All Nations Oceanic Director. Steve, thanks so much for the update today. It is sad news, but we're confident in God as uh, Reinhardt uh, has done such a amazing work and left an amazing legacy for those coming in the future. Steve, thanks for joining us on 2020 Today. You're welcome. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.